This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. They're prouder of the grades they have received from analysts out there who would be previously ignored that now have some sort of gravitas. Because did you see who gave us an A? Did you see who gave us an A minus? Did you see who? Okay. So it's noise. Overall, yeah, let, it's noise. It, it's noise, but it's fun and it's positive. So, okay, let's let's get into that a little bit. DJ Moore, I think a consensus is that he's part of this free agent class, even though he was a trade, even though he's the reason they made the trade when they did. Dan, schematically, number one, how does he fit, you know, the XYZ if you want to get into that, but also how does he change the way that the passing game will evolve and how quickly it will develop? Look, I mean, that's going to be up to Justin and DJ. You know, they went to the Bulls game, the, the you know, the first night they were together in Chicago a week ago. They're trying to build chemistry, trying to build a relationship. DJ Moore is a guy that is, you know, known for his separation ability. Uh, he's got a toughness about him. He's going to give you a, a, an option in the passing game. And this is by far, to me, Tremaine Edmonds is probably second in the list of players that they brought in, the most impactful because of what he means for 2023, because what he means for the evaluation of Justin Fields in a pivotal year. And I, look, like Ryan Poles will tell you that he has um, sort of this attraction to resilience, right? And that's become a theme for him recently. And he's, he's talked openly about the, the year that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl when he was there and them being behind by double digits in every one of their playoff games, you know, down 24 to nothing in the divisional round of the Texans, down 10 points to the Titans in the AFC championship game, down late in the game by double digits to the 49ers in the Super Bowl. And they had a team that just didn't buckle, that, that just never blinked and just understood that, hey, we do things the right way and we're going to be able to play successful football. He's looking for more of those guys. You have to have resilience and then you have to have playmaking ability. And so the combination of those two things in DJ Moore is very attractive to the bears because they see a guy who's been through some stuff during his time in Carolina, seen quarterback changes left and right, and still been able to produce, still been able to keep his head down, still been able to, to master that NFL maximum control what you can control. Right. And that's what DJ Moore is. And I think he, he means a lot for where they can head in 2023. Now, I like the modern NFL offenses. I'm thinking of the 49ers. There are other examples, but they have guys that are somewhat weapons in a positionless attack. And when you talk about that, it's guys who have versatility to on one down, they're, uh, say, in DJ Moore's case, he's the outside receiver yeah. because that's what they want to focus on. On the other side, he's out in the backfield. Maybe the next down, he's in the slot, depending on down and distance and situation. Is he one of those guys that is this well, piece, do you think, to Luke Getze? I mean, certainly he's going to be to some extent. Now, I, do, I would not think of him as like a Debo Samuel who's going to get, you know, a boatload of carries out of the backfield. You're going to be able to use him in, in, in 
um, ball carrier mode at times when you want to, when it, when it fits and he can move around for you as a receiver as well, which is a nice thing to have. And you can use them inside, outside and, and move them around that regard. I'm really excited, David, to get to Arizona next week, because it is that, that, that point where the general manager and the head coach get to take a deep breath and they get to spend a little bit more time expressing their vision for some of the moves that they've just made and how they see certain guys uh, fitting. And so I think next week's going to be really educational because of all of the, the new bodies, right? We're talking about six on offense to this point, four on defense. Um, and, and DJ Moore is one of those that, that I think we're going to learn a lot more from, from Ryan and, and Matt uh, in the weeks to come about just how big his role can be. I think any receiver that comes into your organization or the one that you cover, whatever, there's always going to be, they're going to, people are going to, when you ask to describe him, look at the worst result possible or the things that are his weaknesses or he had problems with, and then kind of maybe mask over some of the strengths. With DJ Moore, I think we were talking to an analyst last week from Carolina and he mentioned, well, there early on, there were some drops issues. Is that something that has followed him? Is that something that you're concerned about DJ Moore's hands in Chicago? I, and not to some great level. I mean, we'll see how it plays out. I'm more concerned uh, on whether he can be a, a third and seven go-to guy, right? And, and and can Justin develop that trust quickly? You know, we got we to gotta get into a, a situation with the Chicago Bears offense in 2023 where the ball is moving through the air on third down. The ball is moving through the air in the fourth quarter, and it's not just all on the legs of the explosive quarterback to, to, to do the fireworks show. And so, um, look, like you heard from – PJ Walker last week about <laughs> understanding that in crunch time, you can, you can go his way and he'll make big plays. They have one obviously high profile example uh, in a, in a game deciding moment that obviously we documented last week went a different way after the penalty and the extra point miss, but you've got a guy there that, that, that hopefully quickly becomes that bullseye for Justin. And he just locks onto it and, and goes that way. Understanding that you also have Darnell Mooney to compliment him. In terms of significance, the second most important addition to the offense is Nate Davis. He's going to start on one side, either left or right, but he's going to be a starting guard. I think much of what they do with Nate Davis will depend on the draft, maybe how quickly people develop. They also are going to look at all different combinations. We heard um, from Ryan Poles say the five best will play. He has been historically a right guard. I don't yes. think he's played left since college. college. Yep. Um, what does he offer in terms of durability? He is coming off an injury plague season. He ended the year on IR. Any lingering concerns there? What is the overall consensus on a Nate Davis? I always have lingering concerns with guys who ended the year on IR until I get to see them with my own eyes. You know, that's it's kind of an eye test thing, and we'll get that in May, hopefully, just to, to make sure that everything looks right. You know, there are times where <laughs> you can see – a hitch in a guy's gate and you go, Oh, that doesn't look quite right. Or you can see something else. Nate Davis has played his entire NFL career at right guard. It would be shocking to me if the bears gave him $30 million and told him, Hey, we're going to move you to the left side. You know, that seems like that's his position now. And you know, right. that Tevin Jenkins right. was kind of the guy at the end of the year that was uh, starting at right guard. Tevin's got to move over uh, to the left side or move into a backup role. And we'll see how that all evolves after they put together their draft class and things there. But I think, I think Nate Davis is your week one starter at right guard, assuming he's healthy. And now it's about, can he give you an upgrade there? Because we can't just spend the entire uh, 2022 season and the first three months of the off season, say the offensive line is weak. It's not good enough for Justin Fields and then make one addition and say, okay, we're sturdy there. Now you and I both are, are, are very much of the expectation that they're going to go out in the draft somewhere and draft a tackle, you know, and figure out where to go from there. But they've got a lot of moving parts there, and they never, ever solidified that entire group 
due to injury and lineup inconsistency and, and everything else in 2022, and it was detrimental. And I think the one thing we don't know, uh, there are two things we don't know, among others. What is the commitment level to Tevin Jenkins, and how, what do they think of the year that he had in 2022? And how do they feel about Cody Whitehair? And if he feels if they feel like he is a capable center and he would answer a lot of questions by putting him there, well, that makes sense to me. He made the Pro Bowl in 2018. It seems like it was a long time ago, but he also was a veteran that you, I think you're better with him than without him. And Tevin Jenkins, right or left side, if he's entrenched at right guard and he's an asset there and, and Nate Davis can play the left side, it seems to me like you would have three veterans across the interior that if they could stay healthy would give you something to feel good about. And then you feel around the tackles as the kind of uh, maybe it's a rookie maybe it's Braxton Jones but that could be your five if things fall into place right and and hopefully quickly you know we got the training camp last year and they said the sooner the better well that sooner the better uh, mantra still still stands because they need to get things as solid as possible walking into September with Justin Fields because we're setting this up to be a major major test of what his future uh, in the league is and obviously his future with Chicago Bears is